them from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. This is Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Lot to get to. I hope you'll hang with me here. The Democrats create this massive centralized government that interferes with all of our lives, that subsidizes aspects of all of our lives. They force us into their government run health care. They force us into their government run pensions. They shoot up the debt over two hundred trillion dollars in unfunded liabilities. The government is everywhere, and for them it's everything. And then they threaten to shut it down. The very things that they've created, they threaten to shut down. The food stamp program, federal pensions, this department, that department, this bureau, that bureau. Let me ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen. They've created this massive leviathan. If they're prepared to shut it down... Why is it so crucial? If they care about the people who are on these programs or benefit from these programs, then why shut down the government? The fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, we are blackmailed by the Democrat Party at least once a year, typically multiple times a year. We are blackmailed by the Democrat Party that insists on more spending or... That its priorities come first and our priorities come never. Now let me be as clear as I know how. The Democrat Party today is saying either you legalize 800,000 illegal aliens or we're going to shut down the government for the entirety of America. 320 million Americans, the hell with you. Screw you. If you don't give legalization to these 800,000 illegal aliens and... If you do not allow them to bring in 20 or 30 of their relatives, and if you don't leave that border open so we can bring in more and more illegal aliens that go through the same exact thing every three, four, five, ten years to ensure the fundamental change and destruction of our culture and our society, to ensure that we do not assimilate people into our society so they are not Americanized, so that we can advance our cause of divide and conquer, of balkanization, of diversity without unity, that we're going to shut down the government and we're going to blame it on the Republicans. Now the media, of course, are the pom-pom dancers and cheerleaders for the left. You know, there's a great book that was written called The Opium, Opium of the Intellectuals. By Raymond Aron, genius, brilliant man. I've cited him many times. I've talked about him in my books. But we ought to start talking about the opium of the media. Of the media. Because the media are participants in the destruction of this society. You know, John McCain wrote an op-ed, I guess for the media, about the president's attacks on the press. Jeff Flake has attacked the President of the United States, comparing him essentially to Stalin. 
who killed 50 million of his own people. John McCain never penned an op-ed trashing Barack Obama for setting loose espionage activities against the Fox News Channel, against the Associated Press, against other elements in the news media, actually used the power of the federal government to go after the media. John McCain never penned an op-ed trashing Barack Obama for trashing the Fox News Channel or talk radio. Never did it. Jeff Flake never went to the floor of the House or the Senate to trash Barack Obama as Stalin for his unleashing of law enforcement and intelligence agencies against the media. He never accused Barack Obama of violating the Constitution, of threatening our democracy. Not once. Not once. It's not just the Democrats, it's many of these Republicans who stand for nothing but themselves. And they love the adulation that they get in the media. So massive are their amigos, and so thin are their skins. The opiate of the media. The Democrat Party wants a government shutdown because so many of the constituent groups of the Democrat Party are indirectly on the federal payroll, that they want to cut off their food stamps, that they want to cut off their federal jobs, that they want to cut off highway payments and everything else they can think of to unions in order to upset, agitate, disrupt the lives of their own constituent groups for their purpose of scoring political points and fundamentally changing America. So now we're in the position, ladies and gentlemen, where the Republicans can make the case that the Democrats want to shut down the government because they insist on legalizing 800,000 illegal aliens by punishing 320 million American citizens. They can make the case that the Democrats want to shut down the federal government unless we legalize 800,000 illegal aliens, even if that means failing to properly fund the men and women, the heroes in the United States military, the young men and women who stand up to do what the vast majority of us will not do. And yet, what I'm told is that the Republicans are bailing. They're throwing all kinds of support to the Democrats. You know, what program do they want? Let's entice them. The Democrats need to be beaten down. The left needs to be beaten down, politically, of course. We're not Antifa, they are. That's what needs to take place. They need to be defeated. Now I look here, again, John McCain never said the things he says about Trump, about Obama or Clinton. Jeff Lake, Jeff Lake, who is a backbencher's backbencher, gets a front row when it comes to the media because it is predictable. His hate for Donald Trump, who effectively ended his Senate career, Knows no bounds. To compare the President of the United States to Stalin is to be an ignoramus. A buffoon. A clown of the highest order. John McCain. It seems like every other word out of his mouth now, and he's obviously quite sick, and yet he, he's able to muster the strength to do what? To attack 
the President of the United States, who's reached out to him many times, who's reached out to his wife many times. How do you know, Mark? Because I read it. It's in the papers. The enemy is not Donald Trump. The spectacle of the media. The spectacle of the media. When the president's doctor was taking questions. They humiliate themselves. They would never ask questions about Barack Obama the way they ask questions about Donald Trump. Moreover, they would never ask questions the way that they ask questions of Donald Trump. To Barack Obama, they showed him the utmost respect, even when he would filibuster, even when he would take a handful of questions and give these long speeches. They never questioned the man. Barack Obama himself, in two autobiographies, points out that he used cocaine. At no time did a reporter during any press conference ask the President of the United States if he was hooked on illegal drugs. At no time did they ask if he's still using cocaine. At no time did they ask if he was mentally stable. At no time did they ask if he still uses marijuana or if his chain smoking is a problem. At no time was he asked about his psychiatric condition. Never. It's appalling these Soviet-style tactics that are being used against this president. You can take him on on substance. You can take him on on policy. But that's not what they're about. It's full-throated, full-scale character assassination for the purpose, for the purpose of achieving a silent coup, a phrase I've been using a long time, and it's true. Silent as opposed to violent. So the Democrats are poised to shut down the government. It's been a setup all week with little Dick Durbin, a disgusting liar. Such a liar that even Barack Obama's henchmen had to come out in 2013 and correct the record. Dick Durbin. Dick Durbin, who must himself be a racist because he projects it onto every issue. You have to be absolutely out of your mind and insane to suggest that the phrase chain migration, chain migration, reminds people of slaves brought to this country in chains. It has nothing to do with that. You're not allowed to use the phrase illegal alien anymore. You're not allowed to use the phrase chain migration anymore. You're not allowed to point out an absolute 100% fact that the world is filled with asshole countries all over the place, including at the UN, who murder their own people, who rape their own people, who steal from their own people, creating refugees, refugees who try to escape these asshole countries in order to come to the United States of America. The Democrats claim that's racist. Racist? What is the point among these schizophrenic Democrats? That we shouldn't allow people of color in this country because we would therefore be uh, trashing their cultures, their societies, and the countries from which they come? Or should we be opening our doors to anyone who wants to come here, especially people of color, because they have a right to come to the United States to escape those very cultures, societies, and countries they're leaving? Which is it? Well, you'll never know. Because the media do not care. I posted on my social sites earlier this morning a question. Joe Scarborough, why don't you release your medical records? Well, he's not president. I didn't say he was. But he is so unbalanced in his obsession about Trump's 
mental condition. I think Joe Scarborough should release his records. Let us know if he's either been under psychiatric care. Matter of fact, I think Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta of CNN should do the same thing. Matter of fact, I think all reporters who find this a fascinating topic in order to advance their political ideology dressed up as reporters of the free press, I think we should ask them all. We'd like to know what your medical records are. We'd like to know if you have any psychiatric issues. We'd like to know all about you because you stand there posing as authorities on ethics, as authorities on physical health, mental health, and all the rest of it, when in fact you're none of those things. You're none of those things. How about this? Why hasn't anybody asked for the medical records of Chuck Schumer to be released, including any related to his mental condition? How come nobody has mentioned that Nancy Pelosi is slobbering all over the place and slurring her speech all the time, has been for a decade? Is she mentally ill and unbalanced? Should a Republican scream at her the way Cory Booker screamed at the secretary of DHS? What about it? But let me circle back. The official position of the Democrat Party over this past week is this. America is no better than Haiti. America is no better than Venezuela. America is no better than Syria. America is no better than North Korea. Meaning you, the American people, are no better. And... To put a fine point on it, the Democrat Party the same week, this week, has said either 800,000 illegal aliens are legalized or we shut down the government for 320 million Americans. I think we can ask a fair question here. Does the Democrats Party represent the American people or foreign interests? What is the purpose of the Democrat Party, ladies and gentlemen? Is the purpose of the Democrat Party to be the funnel through which radicals, leftists of every sort, seek to destroy this country, its culture, its society, its borders, its economic system? Is the Democrat Party, I'll ask it, un-American, under its current leadership? Is it? Well, if it loves America, it is a funny way of showing it. I'll be right back. The Democrat Party starts from a premise because they're progressives now. They're full-blown, radicalized, full-throated progressives. They start from a premise that America is bad. That America's founding is bad. That Americans are racists, whether they know it or not. That Americans are slovenly. They won't do the menial tasks. That Americans are overweight. That Americans steal from the rest of the world in order to pay for their own luxuries. In other words, the Democrats start from the proposition that America... And Americans are evil. Yes. And you see, American history is evidence in and of itself of white privilege. Founded by a bunch of white men who owned slaves. And that that can never 
be abandoned. That can never be rectified. Civil war, 720,000 casualties or not. And yet, brown people, black people, yellow people, red people, and yes, white people, but people of color in particular are flooding our borders to live in this white privileged, white supremacist society that can never be reformed. They're flooding into a country that if you listen to these these progressives, these opinion leader progressives in the media, in the Democrat Party, even in the sports world, if you listen to them, this country has systemic racism that can never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, be remedied. And yet, people are flooding into our country from Haiti. People are flooding into our country from Asia. People are flooding into our country from Africa. People are flooding into our country. Yes, from Europe too. People are flooding into this country. The Democrat Party starts from the premise that America is bad and Americans are bad. We conservatives start from the premise that America is magnificent, that it's God's gift. That's a big difference. I'm not done. We'll be right back. Mark Levin Show, the pool feed for the conservative media. Dive in now, 877-381-3811. If America can never wash the stain of slavery off its hands, despite a civil war and all the rest, and by the way, I'm not saying forget it. I'm saying leave all those monuments up there. Leave all those monuments up there so we never forget it. But if America can ever be considered a just and righteous society, according to the left, according to the Democrats, if America is forever condemned, then why isn't the Democrat Party forever condemned? Why isn't the Democrat Party forever condemned? The Democrat Party was the political institution through which slavery was defended and promoted. The Democrat Party is the political institution through which segregation was defended and promoted. The Democrat Party is the party through which Jim Crow, poll taxes, literacy tests, and all the rest. It's through the Democrat Party that they were instituted. The Klan was an appendage of the Democrat Party. 1924, we've talked about this, the Democrat Convention... In the center of New York City, the Klan bake, they called it, as the Klan marched with their uniforms, their white hoods and their white sheets, fighting to get lynching out of the Democrat plank, out of the Democrat platform, was a battle that took decades. Well after the Civil War, ladies and gentlemen, well after the Civil War, so my question is this. If the United States of America is to be condemned forever by the left and the Democrat Party, then how is it the Democrat Party isn't condemned forever? And I will repeat the comment I made in the first part of this hour. Given the Democrat Party's positions today, how can you say that the Democrats' positions, the Democrat Party's positions, as opposed to millions of Democrats, the Democrat Party's positions, the official party position, you know, like the official Communist Party position, how can you say it's not un-American when they're 
Great Barack Obama talked about fundamentally transforming America. Well, then America can't be great, and you can't be pro-American if you're fundamentally transforming it. How many times have I said you can't love your wife and fundamentally transform your wife at the same time, and vice versa? You don't fundamentally transform something that is great or good. You revere it. You embrace it. You promote it. You secure it. You sustain it. That's what you do. America isn't perfect. But America is the greatest, the greatest idea ever put into action by mankind. It is the greatest idea ever put into action by mankind. You see, before America, there were theories. There was John Locke. There was Montesquieu. There was the great enlightenment in Europe among the French and the Germans and the British. There was religious reformation. Their ideas abound. But it wasn't until the founding of America that these ideas came together and were instituted in such a simple yet profound for all human time document like the Declaration of Independence and its governing manifestation, this magnificent constitution of the United States. A political party, the Democrat Party, has been founded now, or at least the modern form of the Democrat Party, on an ideology that rejects it all. The progressive movement rejects the Declaration of Independence. How do I know? They said so. It's in Rediscovering Americanism. The progressive movement rejects the constraints of the Constitution. How do I know? They've written about it over and over and over again. The progressive movement and the Democrat Party are one and the same. One is a hostile, alien ideology to the American experiment, and it finds a body, you know, like the movie The Alien, it finds a body in the modern-day Democrat Party. This is why they insist that there's no difference between the culture and society in Haiti, in Venezuela, in Cuba, in North Korea, and the United States of America. They insist on it. And if you disagree with them, then you're a racist. Imagine that. Democrats. The party of slavery and segregation and Jim Crow lecturing you and me about racism. The Democrat Party, who did all it could to destroy the character of the second black man ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. We don't need any lectures from the Democrat Party. We learn nothing from the Democrat Party. Nothing. And today, let's be honest with each other. Eric Holder infamously said we don't discuss race enough. Well, I say we never stop discussing it. But here we are, dragged here, kicking and screaming. Not for the betterment of America, not to unite America, but to divide and balkanize America, because that's the way the Democrats win. Let me be clear again, as clear as I can possibly be. The Democrat Party's official position is that if we do not legalize 800,000 illegal aliens, they're going to shut down the federal government. 
The Democrat Party's official position is we will not secure the southern border until we legalize 800,000 illegal aliens. The same position it has held for half a century. For half a century. And then they tell us what terms we can and cannot use. But this is the fine point I want to make. The civil rights movement today is a fraud. The civil rights movement came to be in order to promote the emancipation of the black slave. And then equality. Equality for the the black slaves who finally had their freedom. They fought segregation as they had fought slavery. They fought Jim Crow in the South as they had fought other forms of segregation. And today, they defend illegal immigration. Today, they defend open borders. Whereas just a few decades ago, Ralph Abernathy, the right-hand man to Martin Luther King, marched on the southern border against open immigration, limiting immigration, against illegal immigration. Walter Mondale marched with him. Twenty years ago, Bill Clinton objected to illegal immigration. Twenty years ago, Harry Reid objected to illegal immigration. Twenty years ago, the late great Barbara Jordan, congresswoman from Houston, headed a commission that fought the same issues that you and I talk about today. And the reason is... Because back then, not so long ago, they understood that the people who are most harmed by endless legal immigration and illegal immigration are the poorest among us. And the poorest among us are minorities, particularly African Americans. It amazes me right now as I speak to you that the men and women in Congress who represent these communities aren't as vocal or more vocal than we are about what's taking place in these communities. Jobs being taken from American citizens who happen to be poor. Their political clout, their political clout would just as soon throw in with the progressive ideologues, throw in with the open borders crowd, throw in with the amnesty crowd, then represent their communities. Then represent their communities. When you bring in more poor people, then they take the jobs on the lowest rung of the ladder if they take jobs at all. That lowest rung of the ladder is what people need to get to the next rung of the ladder, and the next rung of the ladder, and the rung of the ladder after that. They need that first step. Particularly young people, teenagers. Kids in their early 20s, they need that first job. They need the discipline. They need the work ethic. They need the money. And isn't it fascinating, ladies and gentlemen, that the big unions have thrown in on this too. The big unions that demand a $15 minimum wage know that illegal aliens are paid under the table. And they don't want to secure the border. The big unions... And all the leftists in Congress who go on and on about there ought to be a given wage. There ought to be 
health care for everybody. There ought to be college for everybody while they keep supporting policies that allow the world's poorest of poor to pour into this country legally and illegally. And they know, and they know they're not paid above the table. They know it. Tom Sowell has said, and I agree with him, you want Americans to take jobs? Then pay them. Pay them. Americans work hard, but Americans aren't stupid. You want somebody to get on their hands and knees to pick tomatoes every day? Then pay them. They'll get on their hands and knees and pick tomatoes. They'll get a plunger and clean the toilet. They'll cut the bushes and mow the lawns. By the way, most of the people who do these jobs are American citizens, as I pointed out to you in the past and is written in Plunder and Deceit. But if you want more American citizens to do these jobs, then the market will tell you what to pay them. We don't need the government to tell us, and we don't need people from the third world flooding into this country or people from any world flooding into this country. But the Democrat Party, which has used race throughout our history to the detriment of this country, is at it again. And to blackmail this country, to hold a gun to the head of this country, and to say, either you, either you Republicans, either you President, either you agree to give 800,000 illegal aliens a legalization without one further step taken in securing our southern border, either you do that, or we're going to shut down everything this federal government's involved in. At least that's their argument. We know it'll never happen. But that's their argument. And more than that, we will blame you. Is about as diabolical as it gets. And of course, they're going to get the support of the propaganda wing of the government. I don't mean Trump, the government, the permanent government, which is the leftists. It's the leftists. You know, the way the Democrats view us and the way the bureaucracy views us and the way the media view us is if we win an election, we take the House and the Senate and the presidency or one of the three at any given time, it's a temporary aberration. It's a temporary aberration, a hiccup, a gap, in a trajectory towards progressivism, utopian statism, which is the real phrase I like to use. And so you and I have to be beaten down. Our characters have to be besmirched. We will be called racists by the very people who belong to the party of racism. And of course, if you're white, if you're white, you're only successful, you're only accomplished, you only achieve things because you're white. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Here's something interesting. Studies show that security systems deter burglars, right? It's a fact, but there's still a burglary every eight seconds in America. Well, how does that happen? Think about it. Do burglars give up just because some houses have security systems? No, of course not. They find a house that isn't protected. That's why securing your home is truly a necessity. So let me recommend this brilliant security system built by my buddies at Simply Safe. 
Simply Safe is ridiculously smart. Its sensors will protect every point of access in your home. Plus, if a burglar so much as tries to break in, an ear-shattering siren will let him know that the police are already on their way. Best of all, Simply Safe's 24/7 monitoring, just $14.99 a month, and they'll never lock you into a long-term contract. So with Simply Safe, you'll even get a 60-day money-back guarantee. So there's no reason not to try it right now. Go with the only home security I trust, Simply Safe. By going to simplysafemark.com, that's simplysafemark.com, simplysafemark.com. We have a disagreeer, Harry, Franklin, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Hey, Mark, how we doing? Okay, we is good. All right, uh, I listen to you all the time. I just have one uh, point I disagree with. Uh, say it's, it's an argument I've heard not just from you, but from many conservatives. Um, it is the party affiliation over ideology in, in the matter of history, as far as saying, like, you know, Democrats are responsible for blocking the 1964 Civil Rights Act. And I think we're just being a little intellectually dishonest if we're not going to say that, you know, it's kind of us, the conservatives, that were uh, a little bit what, more. What, 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 what conservative? What are you talking about? Explain well, I yourself. Know, I don't think you can really say that liberals were responsible for blocking civil rights. So here's the problem. You have a very superficial understanding of this stuff. You've read the Declaration of Independence, right? Sure, absolutely. That's what that's what conservatism is all about in a in, in a in a in a summarized fashion. Unalienable rights for all human beings, right? Right. You've heard me talk about Abraham Lincoln and his speech in uh, uh, 1858 during the Lincoln Douglas debates, right? And where Lincoln and where Lincoln said, essentially, I'm paraphrasing: when men get together and write a document like that, write a document like that. They've left it to their progeny to correct that which they were incapable of correcting at the time. Now, I don't think there's any greater emancipator than Abraham Lincoln, do you? Not at all. So what do you mean conservatives did this? I'm educating you. This is rhetorical. Pay attention. Reactionaries, racists, that has nothing to do with conservatism. Nothing whatsoever to do with individual liberty. Nothing whatsoever to do with a a rule of law, equality under the law, equal justice under the law, the most free market type of economic system imaginable. You do not even comprehend what it means to be a conservative. Because you are projecting, as the left does, as tenure professors do, as the media do, a, a complete bastardization of conservatism and Americanism on top of conservatism. It's simply not true. Well, I was speaking more to just modern liberalism. We, we connect that to... Modern uh, liberalism isn't liberal in any sense of the word liberalism. They've stolen that word. They like to be called progressives in many respects now, and you ought to call them progressives, because they want people to wow, we believe in progress, when in fact what they support is a, an ideology that is so contemptible, that has resulted in so much mayhem, so many casualties that um, even if you support 10% of it or 15% of it or some kind of form of it, uh, it is you, not you personally, it is they, I believe, who are, who are promoting a very inhumane type of ideology. Think about it. I agree. I'll just say that we, uh, that we definitely do link it, though, to the, to the parties right now. Now it seems like the, the ideology... No, but no, 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 no. The Republican Party today is adrift. The Democrat Party today is not adrift. 
They have down-the-line votes advancing a progressive agenda, and they've been doing this for a century. Where have you been? They've been doing this, really, and in, uh, since, since uh, the late 1800s, but it really kicked into the gear under Woodrow Wilson and Franklin Roosevelt, and today, today you cannot find a Democrat in the United States Senate, a Democrat in the United States Senate, who embraces the Declaration of Independence, they may embrace it in word, they may embrace it superficially, but the heart and soul of that document, they do not embrace by their own votes and their own policies. Harry, don't hang up. Send Harry a copy of Rediscovering Americanism so he can rediscover Americanism. I'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. A couple of quick things. I am amazed at all these stories about... Steve Bannon and the House Intelligence Committee, and he wouldn't answer a whole bunch of their questions. Now, we know by media leaks that he received a subpoena to testify in front of a federal grand jury in Washington, D.C. by Robert Mueller. Obviously, he's not going to start bleeding a gut to the House Intelligence Committee when he may be facing uh, an examination in front of a federal grand jury. He'd be nuts to do it. I'm not a special pleader for him or anyone else. I'm explaining the process. And yet apparently Republicans in the committee are demanding that he answer these questions. I just wish they'd be so aggressive when it comes to the Democrats. I wish they'd be so aggressive when it comes to Comey. Or Mueller for that matter. Or his staff for that matter. Pretty damn incredible. Lindsey Graham has announced, ladies and gentlemen, that he will not be voting to keep the government open. He will be voting to close the government, in effect, by abstention. Because illegal aliens are not receiving legalization. DACA. We've created a whole new vocabulary, see. DACA. Excuse me? DACA. Something in your throat? Uh, DACA. DACA. Not to be confused with DAPA. DAPA? DAPA. DAPA? DAPA? DACA? Dreamers. Excuse me? Dreamers. What's a dreamer? Illegal alien child? Why is that person a dreamer? Anyway, uh, so Lindsey Graham. So here's my thought on this. If it were a conservative who said... But Lindsey Graham said, I'm not voting for this continuing resolution unless we get a wall across the southern border. And that conservative kills the continuing resolution, and there's a government shutdown. Mitch McConnell will be trashing this guy in the shadows, anonymously, without attribution, in Politico, in the New York Times, all of his henchmen would, John Cornyn, Lamar Alexander. You know, you get the whole conga line of them doing it. But Lindsey Graham, no. Lindsey Graham is a progressive. 
And if it wasn't for the screwed-up primary system in South Carolina, his ass would have been kicked out of the Senate a long, long time ago. And he could be the carnival barker that he is. Lindsey. Goober. Now, this Goober, Lindsey Graham, he's so smart that when he was in the House of Representatives and we, when we were dealing with, uh, uh, let's see, uh, impeachment, the one area of impeachment where Bill Clinton couldn't get out of it was, and was held, by the way, in contempt by a federal judge, was lying during his deposition in front of the federal judge. Graham argued and succeeded in telling his fellow Republicans in the House, don't put that as a count on the impeachment claim. It's not strong enough. Lindsay's always wrong about everything. He's a gadfly at best. All right, back. The government shutdown. Here are the Democrats, full-throated for illegal alien children, prepared to shut down the government against 320 million American citizens. Cut one, Patrick Leahy, him again? Go. There's only one person who has called for a shutdown of the government, and that's Donald Trump. He's done it twice. Uh, I would hope that his fellow Republicans won't follow his demand for a shutdown. It would humiliate our country. Uh, shut up, you idiot. Go back to the bar. Now, Chris Coons of Delaware. It's not bad enough that Delaware spawned Joe Biden. Now we have this fool. And, of course, he's on the morning Schmo show, he and Mrs. Schmo and the plagiarist, uh, the sexual harasser. They, You talk about a clown show. There it is, right there. Cut to go. Once again, we face a moment uh, where the president is sort of jerking the wheel of the bus of our nation left and right, left and right. Um, he could say, I've thought about it, I've looked at it, and frankly, this deal with one little tweak is something I can sign off on. Sure, and under this deal, 11 million illegal aliens or aliens would become legalized, come into the country. We just need a little tweak here, a little tweak there. This is from a twerp. Charles Chucky Schmucky Schumer. Cut three, go. The majority leader, he's dismissed the urgency of solving the fate of dreamers. He calls it a manufactured crisis. It was manufactured by the Republican Party. Stop. Now, it's fascinating to me, in the first two years of the Obama administration, when the Democrat Party controlled the House and the Senate, they did nothing, nothing on immigration, let alone the dreamers. Nothing. See, this is manufactured. Well, he's right about that. But to McConnell's credit, it's not manufactured by McConnell. It's manufactured by Schmucky Schumer and little Dick Durbin and that, uh, and that gang. Go ahead. President Trump rescinded the DACA program. No Democrat. Well, he rescinded the DACA program. Last time I checked, the courts rescinded the DACA program. Let me explain something to Chuck Schumer. See, there's this thing called the Constitution, and you have... Lifted your hand, put another hand on the Bible, and sworn to uphold it, to faithfully support it. The prior president, Barack Obama, instituted a piece of legislation. Congress institutes legislation, as any third grader knows. Congress institutes legislation. But Milhouse didn't care, so he did it anyway. Federal court said it's unconstitutional. So... 
Now what they're saying is that Trump rescinded the DACA. I wish it were so. Notice Chuck Schumer doesn't question the constitutionality or legality of it or anything of the sort. Because he doesn't care. Go. The majority's leader decisions leader to kick the can down the road. Wait a minute. Did he just slur, Mr. Uh, Producer? He must be mentally ill. Did he slur? I think he slurred. I think he's mentally deranged and he needs a full psychiatric review. I could have sworn he slurred a word. And by the way, the cornrows on the top of a Jewish guy's head, no offense, look pretty odd to me. Especially in his case. What's with that? It's like a straight line across your forehead and people say, oh, he was never bald. All right, go ahead. While bipartisan majorities would have likely supported something close to the DREAM Act, it was President Trump who turned his oh, back wait a minute. on... Oh, and now it's the DREAM Act. Oh, it's so dreamy. The DREAM Act. You know what my DREAM Act is? This guy resigns. That's the DREAM Act as far as I'm concerned. Now, Bernie Sanders, who loves America... Loves everything about America. Bernie Sanders. He's on MSLSD today. And by the way, it's the same networks that give these fools voice. CNN, MSNBC. MSNBC, CNN. CNN, MSNBC. And of course, he's questioned by Andrea Mitchell. I didn't even know she was still around. Uh, I thought she was running a popcorn stand at the uh, Redskins game. Cut four, go. Are Democrats going to give up whatever leverage they have and agree to a short-term continuing re- resolution? Now, now, stop. This is supposed to be a question because she, the way she, she intones. Are Democrats going to give up whatever leverage they have and agree to a short-term continuing resolution and push this down to February? In other words, are you going to give up your negotiating chip? Are you going to allow the Republicans to get away? Nay, are you going to allow Trump to get away with this? Are you? Are you? Are you? Oh, I'm not going to do that. Where's my wife? Oh, she's in front of a federal grand jury, too. Go ahead. Push this down to February. Dear Andrea, I and I, I, I think I speak for the vast majority of members of the Democratic Caucus. We're not going to deserve. Why does it always sound to me like this guy's pushing out a kidney stone? Why does it always sound to me like this guy's pushing and a big kidney stone? He thinks every utterance is so profound. Andrea, I believe I speak for all the Democratic caucuses. The caucuses over here and the caucuses over there. I speak for the Democratic caucus, being a left-wing socialist kook. Go ahead. Uh, This, to my mind, is one of the great moral crises of our time. Let me get this straight. One of the great moral crises of of our time is making 800,000 illegal aliens legal. Okay, so I'm confused again by Bernie Sanders and his schizophrenia and that of the Democrat Party. What is wrong with deporting these people back to their magnificent societies and cultures which are on an absolute equal level with America? I don't understand this. As a matter of fact, America is a white privileged society. America is a society founded by slaveholding racists. America can never redeem itself. 
There's an income gap in America. There's an age gap in America. There's a this gap in America and a that gap in America. America sucks no matter how you look at it. The cops are lousy. The military's out of control. The president is nuts. Oh, well, look at this. And meanwhile, the Democrats fight like hell to keep illegal aliens in the country. Why? If Haiti's the same as America, and Venezuela's the same as America, and 190 other countries are the same as America, what's the problem? We should be encouraging them to escape from America, right? Go ahead. Young people who were raised in the United States, they spent almost their whole lives here. They know no other country. All right, uh, stop. Okay. 45% of the people here illegally were not raised in the United States. They violated their visas. Hello? 45% of the people here illegally, 40 to 45%, were not raised in this country. They were raised in another country. That's number one. Number two, according to the Democrats, America is an asshole. It's a, it's a hellhole. It's the same as every other country. So why are we defending and protecting these people in our own country? A country of privilege. That's number two. Number three. What does building a wall on the southern border and other physical barriers have to do with this? That's to keep future illegal aliens out of the country. But Bernie doesn't even support that. Because Bernie, hello, is a communist. Did I say it? I said it. Did I mean it? I meant it. Who the hell else has a honeymoon in Moscow? Honeymoon in Moscow. Who has a honeymoon in Moscow? Well, Bernie does. And, of course, communists who are Russians do. I bet they had a hell of a time, too. But anyway, uh, the point is, of course, that the dreamers, how can they be dreamers in this awful country called the United States? They need to be dreamers back in their own country. The point also is, what does building a barrier, a wall, fences, what have you, on the southern border have to do at all with this? Well, Mark, that's why we want a clean bill. No, no, you don't get amnesty and amnesty and amnesty and amnesty again. What Andrea Mitchell should have said, if she were a serious reporter, rather than a popcorn vendor at the Redskins game, what Andrea Mitchell should have said is, well, Senator, being a Democrat and all from Delaware, you know, you guys have done this before. You did it to Reagan in 86. In 2006, you passed a bill to fund a border, a clean bill. You haven't funded that yet. Uh, now you're asking the Republicans to support amnesty for 800,000 illegal aliens, who, by the way, are not children. They're in their 20s and 30s. Got it? They're in their 20s and 30s. Uh, why do you expect them to fall for this again? But Andrea is not a real reporter. She's part of the Praetorian Guard. Man, this show's gone fast. I'm out of time. I'll be right back. Lovin. Long Island, New York, the great WABC. Go. How are you? I'm okay. Hello? How are you? Yes. You're on. Go right ahead. Hi. So, first of all, I love you. You're amazing. You're my idol. Um, you Thank you. You feel what you think, and that's fantastic. I am an employment-based immigration lawyer, so I can't say what I feel or else I'd be tarred and feathered. All right. Let's slow down a second. Thought. You're an employment-based immigration lawyer. All right? That's correct. Got it. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. 
so we, you know, I was just calling because I heard that take from Chuck Schumer about how um, the Republicans or Congress, I think it was Republicans he was mentioning, were, had been kicking this can down the road. And I just wanted to understand, like, what can exactly, because we've had Democratic um, Congresses and TPS continues, has been extended since 2001. And DACA, I was in, we were a group of like 600 immigration lawyers when the White House made their announcements. We were all together at a conference and everybody was screaming and jumping so excited about this ridiculous um, executive order that came out. And so I'm fully supportive of figuring out what we're going to do with the dreamers. Getting, you know, ending TPS, that should not, it's temporary. TPS is temporary. When there's something terrible, we're not going right. to go back to your country. So my, but my question is. Yes. It seems like an impossible proposition. Yes. How do we take 600, you know, El Salvadorians and deport them? How do we do this? Well, we what, don't, hold on, let me, let me just lay it down. We don't round them up the way Dwight Eisenhower did, put them on yellow buses and send them over the border. He sent back one million illegal aliens. He said this was a poison to society and that we have to uphold the rule of law. And he was trying to protect American workers, American immigrants, American farm workers. Um, and so that's unnecessary. But if we would start cutting off benefits, start cutting off job opportunities, doing that sort of thing, Many of them would leave on their own. Now, Mitt Romney called it self-deportation, for which he was attacked. It's probably the best, most honest thing Mitt Romney ever said. But the left leaps. They lurch. They're like piranha, and they go after him. And then, of course, guys like Lindsey Graham and McCain and the others, they join in. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with them? Yeah, yeah. What is wrong if people leave on their own? What is wrong if you, if you get rid of some of the incentives that the courts haven't imposed for people to come to this country in order to participate in our welfare system, our food stamp system, our social security system. What is wrong with that? So you discourage them from coming and you discourage them from staying. That's number one. Number two, Ann, as you know, it's not even DACA that's, that's the issue in terms of the real numbers. Almost half of the people here illegally have violated their visa stays. They have committed perjury on their visa forms. And not only once, but twice. They have to fill out these forms, sign these forms from the, from the sending country, and then when they come into our country. Well, why aren't those people rounded up? They're not four-year-olds and eight-year-olds and ten-year-olds for the most part. They're grown adults who lied to come to this country and will not leave. They actually do know other countries. They did come here at every fault of their own. How come that's never in the discussion? That would be a good start, don't you think? I agree. I agree. I do think, though, that we need a complete overhaul of the system, of the entire immigration system. Well, why should we have a complete overhaul of the system when we have 500 cities, counties, and states that nullify federal law? Why should we have a complete overhaul of a system when if they do not get their way, they're going to nullify that system anyway? All right, right Ann. Allows people to ask for relief that we just we need to stop giving. That's all. Yeah, well, you're never going to get it through this Congress. Maybe you heard of Lindsey Graham. Just saying. Thank you, Ann. Great call. We'll be right back. Mark Levin says today what the backbenchers will repeat tomorrow. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. You know, folks... 
as a side point, but it's very important. There's a lot for me to get to in a short period of time. I don't just hit websites and, and, and then uh, do my best Henny Youngman. No, I have to delve into these issues or into issues I feel we need to talk about, whether they're out there or not. But uh, Governor Scott Walker uh, set up a, a warning flare to Republicans across the country. They lost a state Senate seat that had been held by a Republican for a long time and leaned, more than leaned Republican. And they lost that seat uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday. And he says this is a warning sign. Ladies and gentlemen, the Virginia race was a warning sign. Not so much for governor, but we got blown out in state delegate races and state senate races that have been held by Republicans for decades. The state assembly in Virginia was 64 to 36 Republican. You know what it is today? 51 to 49. A flip of a coin or or a, a, a... a lottery out of a hat is what saved the Republicans in the assembly in Virginia. And I am telling you that the media in this country have done such an outstanding job carrying these loathsome Democrat leaders on their shoulders who are a complete freak show. But nonetheless, they have succeeded, and they are succeeding. And if you think, as some commentators say, that this is all being blown out of the water, that there's psychological issues with us and the media are playing us, you're wrong. They're wrong. What's going on at the ground level, what's going on at the ground level is that the Democrats are firing up their base. This whole DACA thing, shutting down the government, that's what that's all about. While our base uh, is being dispirited by the lack of action in so many areas. We got this tax cut through, which is a quasi-tax cut. certainly wasn't a tax cut for everybody, and we're going to find that out come April 15th. But beyond that, they didn't repeal Obamacare like they said they would, and you have senators like Lindsey Graham and Lisa Murkowski and John McCain, bless his soul, and so forth and so on, who thrive on being contrarians who thrive on siding with the Democrats, who thrive uh, by uh, media aggrandizement. That's what they live for. All right. Where am I, Mr. Producer? What am I talking about? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now, you know we have a Camaro, right? It's a 2010 Camaro. It's a the first year the new model Camaro came out. It's really a cool-looking car. I love that car. But it's obviously reached an age where things are starting to go wrong with it. I don't worry about those problems anymore, though. Not since I got extended vehicle service protection from CarShield, because CarShield is the best. Getting covered by CarShield is such a great idea. It's affordable protection that can save you thousands for a covered repair. A new fuel pump costs over $500. Replacing a water pump, that's over $1,000. And if you need repairs to a control arm or a torque converter... Good for you. I don't even know what the hell that is. But nonetheless, it can break your budget. Thousands and thousands of dollars to fix. Now, they even have plans that cover your car's computer, GPS, electronics, and much more. CarShield is the ultimate in extended coverage. And they get your favorite mechanic or dealership paid directly. That is a big deal. You're not out of pocket. You're not waiting for your reimbursement. They pay them directly. Sign up right now and get 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is in the shop. Save yourself from high repair bills. Get covered by CarShield like I did. 
before something goes wrong. Call 800-CAR-6100 and mention code LEVIN or visit carshield.com and use code LEVIN and you'll save 10%. That's carshield.com, code LEVIN, that's L-E-V-I-N, or call 800-CAR-6100 and mention code LEVIN. A deductible may apply. You're going to love this extended service, too. I have a pre-existing condition on my car. Well, then you won't be covered. But if you act now, before there's a condition on your car, you can get this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful service from CarShield. All right. Let's go to Michael, Panama City, Florida, the great W-Y-O-O. Go. Hey, I have two points. Um, one thing, I always I get tired of hearing them say that they do jobs that no Americans would do. Well, they're not going to want to do them jobs forever. They're going to want to better themselves just like everyone else. Well, let me, let me stop before... you one second. Let me stop you one second because this is a good point. Why do people believe that every single person who comes from overseas into this country will do jobs Americans won't do? Where's the evidence for that? There's not. It's anecdotal, right? Well, you know, I hired so-and-so. Well, I watched so-and-so. And yet I went through the statistics the other night that are in plunder and deceit. Most of the janitors in this country are American citizens. Most of the landscapers in this country are American citizens. Um, what else? You name most of the taxi drivers are American citizens. I'm in construction, and I see where they lower the wages, and then they bring more people over, and then you can't compete against them. You know? Of course. And, and the same liberals that say, you need a living wage, keep bringing people in here who get paid under the table. On the one side of their mouth, they're talking about a $15 minimum wage, which is crazy to impose that on any business. A business will decide what the minimum wage is. And then on the other hand, they want the importation of people into this country that the only thing many of them can do when they first come to this country is the same type of a job. And so... Uh, we never call them out on this. We never call them out on how they're playing one group against the other, how they're the true racists in the way they conduct themselves, how they're harming poor people in this country, how they're harming people who have limited skills and education in this country. Go ahead. And my son is a Border Patrol agent, and he sees where it would save the Mexicans almost as much as it saves the Americans by having a wall because, you know, they – they try to get here, and they die in the process because you can't carry enough water to make that trip sometimes. Mm -hmm. and so, so what you're I mean, saying is, and I've argued this too, putting real physical barriers on the southern border is actually very humane. We right. have a process to come in. You don't have these coyotes, as they're called, uh, bringing people in, paying them fees, raping the people, abusing them, and so forth. It protects those people, and it also protects this country. But let me ask you a question, sir. These people are trying to get to this country to escape what? A hellhole. Just wanted to put a fine point on that. All right, Michael, thank you for your call, my friend. Let's continue, shall we? Jerry, Charlotte, North Carolina, Sirius Satellite, go. Mark, I just wanted to comment on what I heard earlier today. I've followed politics since I was in college, and I've, I'm very well familiar with media bias and and spin but and none, none of it ever affects me anymore or hadn't affected me until today I, I was absolutely shocked at the level of childishness and unprofessionalism out of 
the media questioning the veracity and the the integrity and competence of the president's physician, a man that's risen to that position, who's an admiral, I believe, in the Navy. I, I've never heard anything like that. Well, I'm going to give you an example of why you're exactly right. Thank you for your call, my friend. Mr. Producer, cut eight. Uh, this morning Joe guy, he definitely needs a psychiatric evaluation. Most of them do over there at MSLSD, but this one in particular. Cut eight, go. Dr. Jackson says the president... Oh, by the way, that's lot. his would-be or soon-to-be wife, not Joe. I understand it can be a little confusing, but go ahead. Dr. Jackson says the president has a lot of energy and stamina, but that he could benefit from diet and exercise. He claims the president is six foot three. Well, let's stop. What do you mean he claims the president is six? That's just a snarky, moronic Mika Brzezinski. Truly idiotic. Just like her dad. Go ahead. Weighs 239 pounds. Whoa, 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 wait right there. I weigh 229. How do you like that? I used to weigh 200 and, what did I say? 48. All right, go ahead. The Internet self proclaimed girthers aren't really buying that weight claim. <laughs> Girther is an obvious wait, 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 who is the uh, Who's cackling in the background? To quote media, <laughs> is that Mr. Deliverance? Go ahead. Third conspiracy. Some are even putting the president side by side to compare him with athletes of similar height and See, weight. See, folks, this is a real show on MSNBC. A childish, stupid, moronic show. Go ahead. And, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Anybody want to comment? I'm... I'm not sure if it makes me feel better that... Uh, Is she doctor... dumb as a doorknob? I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend. Maybe I need to bring Cory Booker in to yell at her. Is she dumb as a doorknob? I used to think Mr. Deliverance was. Now I think the competition is on, for sure. Go ahead. But he has no cognitive issues. It makes me feel worse and more worried for the country. Oh. Well, it's just the way he is. I think what we learned here is that it's not any kind of an illness, that if he's a bad guy. Or changes his mind so what, are they or... bringing a homeless guy to say that? Who is that? Go ahead. First, it's, it's his personality. He bullies people. He accuses them of giving sexual favors. If he maligns people, if he lies, if he calls countries assholes, this is all not... Due to some sort of mental deficiency. Well, sadly, this all those behaviors is. are part of the normal spectrum. This is who he is. This is who he is. The, the, Fantastic. Some of the numbers are hard. By the to way, believe. isn't this the network that carries Al Sharpton? I'm just trying to remember. I think it is. It is, right? I just want to be very, very clear on that. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Yes, filter by. This is a wonderful family-owned company. It's in America. They came to us and they said, you know, we have a wonderful product. And we can actually help make sure that people are breathing clear air in their homes. We know there are these huge warehouse stores like Home Depot and Lowe's. But we feel we have better products and we feel we have a better deal. And I spoke to them and we, we talked it out and I said, you know what, let's do it. 
My holidays might be over, but the winter's just begun, and according to studies, the air indoors contains up to 100 times more pollution than the air outside. Now, this can cause illness, allergies, unnecessary wear and tear on your HVAC system, leading to costly repairs, or even worse, the premature replacement of the entire system. Resolve to breathe better with FilterBuy, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all shipped free. That's important. They're shipped directly to you for free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in America. FilterBuy offers a multitude of MERV options, all the way up to hospital grade, so you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy-aggravating pollution while maximizing the efficiency of your HVAC system. Now, right now, and I think this is important, and they're going to encourage you to do this, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery, so you never have to think about air filters again. They come based on the calendar, so you can take your dirty filters out and put your new filters in, and you'll remember, not because you have to remember, because they're going to remind you. It's outstanding service. Save money, save time, breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com, FilterBuy.com. Now, Mayor Bill DeCamio, he's on the Morning Joe. Now, now, I want you to think about this. The Morning Joe brings on all these hostiles to the President of the United States. Plus, you've got the two, uh, the two uh, malcontents sitting there, you know, Mr. Deliverance and Mrs. Deliverance, soon to be. From time to time, they have the plagiarist in there. Uh, they used to have the sexual harasser in there. It's, you know, quintessential MSLSD. And, of course, Sharpton has a show and, you know, whatever. But they're, but they're repulsed by the president. They're not repulsed by each other. I must say, objectively speaking, if I was sitting at that table, I'd be repulsed by everybody sitting around me. Oh, yeah. Talk about deranged and so forth. And, of course, uh, right to the bitter end. Uh, Mr. Scarborough, Mr. Deliverance, was defending John Conyers. Defending John Conyers. John Conyers, who was uh, who couldn't keep his hands to himself and couldn't keep his pants on. Joe Scarborough was defending him. Talk about the range. Hey, Joe, can we have a psychiatric examination of you? It'll be very quick. There's There's not a lot to work with. So how about that? And then you can release it to the public and remind us that your IQ is a negative seven. Anyway, here is Mayor DeCamio, cut nine, go. I'm not sure. Wait a minute. It's her again. Talking to DeCamio. Go ahead. I'm not sure the exam included a, a neuropsych. I don't know, but... What? what, what, what? It included a neuropsych? The hell's a neuropsych? Look how they talk so technically. Oh, a neuropsych? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's CNN. They, hey, don't let them get in front of us. He didn't have a neuropsych. Oh, that's right. He didn't have a neuropsych, everybody. Send, uh, what's that clown, Acosta in there. Have a, hey, Mr. President, do you have a neuropsych? What? You're a neuropsych. Do you hate uh, people of color? Do you hate women? Do you kick dogs? Get the hell out of the Oval Office. You know, they only do this in fascist regimes. You know, you know that, Mr. President. Go ahead. He's in order. Is that good news or bad news to you? Of course it's good news. No, now, I, here's I, I, a guy who really needs a psych exam, DeCamio. 
Of course it's good news. <laughs> Go ahead. Because it didn't, it then takes the behavior. Why, that stop. Can... Why, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I doing this to the nation? Enough of this already. She can't even complete a sentence. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's got the morning schmo sitting next to him, and that jerk, she completes the sentences for him. You know, I remember when they were on the radio. I know most of you don't because it was a flash in the pan. I remember when they were on the radio, and they were booted off the radio. They were so bad. Their ratings suck so badly. And I remember their swan song when they said, we're going to take a little respite and reboot. We're going, we're going to, to recreate our program and make it even more invigorating, even a bigger ratings killer than it is today. And they disappeared. They disappeared. I thought they'd never come back again. Then they're resuscitated by MSLSD, such as that is. Go ahead. Oh, I'm done with it. Good. Forget it. I don't want to hear any more of it. Sorry. And I want to apologize to America for playing that clip. It makes all of us much dumber to hear Mika Brzezinski. Remember her father? Oh, yeah. National security foreign policy genius working for Jimmy Carter. She's a chip off the old block, if you ask me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've got an entirely full hour next. I'm going to take a little bathroom break, but we'll be right back. Here we go. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 381 Listen to this. This is what I'm talking about. Bernie Sanders. Um, talk about code pink. This man's the original. Pinko. Cut five, go. You there? Cut five, go. Oh, the machine's broken, believe it or not. Okay. Let's all count to ten. All right, well, we're going to have to pass it. The uh, ENCO machine is not ENCOing, so we can't play any clips. Well, you know what? First of all, government doesn't take care of the working class of this country. Those of you in the working class of this country, I assume it's anybody who works, is the government taking care of you or is the government taking from you? Is the government taking care of you? See, this is a put-down of the American worker. This is a put-down of the individual. When you get up in the morning to go to work, is it the government that does that? When you work throughout the day, is the government that does that? When you go home to your family, is it the government that's responsible for that? The government's like the mob. It takes a percentage of whatever you earn. I don't care what you earn. The government takes a percentage of what you earn. The government doesn't help you. I'm talking about people who are actually working in the private sector. Let's take care of the middle class, the working people. No, you're not taking care of anybody. Meanwhile, the primary responsibility of the government is is defense of the federal government. So now, 
It's not a matter of taking care of working people. He wants to take care of this massive welfare state and redistribution of wealth. So $1 for the Marines will only occur if we have $1 increase in food stamps. This is where the man's coming from. Meanwhile, China's on the rise, Russia's on the rise, Iran's on the rise, North Korea's on the rise. It's a dangerous man. Very, very dangerous man. All right. There's a big story about this ex-CIA officer suspected of compromising Chinese informants in the New York Slimes by Adam Goldman. And I want to get to this, not only because this is really outrageous, but there's another point I want to make. A former CIA officer suspected by investigators of helping China dismantle America's spying operations and identify informants has been arrested, the Justice Department said today. The collapse of the spy network was one of the American government's worst intelligence failures in recent years. The arrest of the former officer, Jerry Chun Shing Li, 53, captain intense FBI inquiry that began around 2012, two years after the CIA, began losing its informants in China. In other words, they're killing them and or imprisoning them and always torturing them. Investigators confronted an enduring mystery. How did the names of so many CIA sources among the agency's most dearly held secrets end up in Chinese hands? Some intelligence officials believed that a mole inside the CIA was exposing its roster of informants. Others thought that the Chinese government had hacked the CIA covert communications used to talk to foreign sources of information. Still other former intelligence officials have also argued that the spy network might have been crippled by a combination of both, as well as sloppy tradecraft by agency officers in China. The counterintelligence investigation into how the Chinese managed to hunt down American agents was a source of friction between the CIA and the FBI. Mr. Lee, who left the CIA in 2007, has been living in Hong Kong and working for a well-known auction house. He was apprehended at Kennedy Airport in New York on Monday and charged in federal court in Northern Virginia with the unlawful intention of uh, uh, retention of national defense information. Mr. Lee had previously traveled to the United States in 2012 to live with his family in Virginia. It was during that trip that FBI agents searched his luggage during hotel stays in Hawaii and Virginia and found two small books with handwritten notes that contained classified information. Did he have a private server, by the way? I'm just curious if he was receiving email on his private server. Let me continue. He later made his way back to Hong Kong after being questioned by FBI agents in 2013. It's unclear why Mr. Lee decided to risk arrest by coming to the United States this month. In the books the agents found, Mr. Lee had written down details about meetings between CIA informants and undercover agents, as well as their real names and phone numbers, according to court papers. Prosecutors said material in the books reflected the same information containing classified cables that Mr. Lee had written while at the agency. And the story goes on. This is really quite horrific because patriots, heroes, people who are assisting the United States were executed. Some of them are now in gulags being tortured. Now here's my question. I have a lot of questions tonight. Here's my question. Do we have a Senate Intelligence Committee? Do we have a House Intelligence Committee? 
What is the main focus of these committees? The President of the United States? There's no collusion whatsoever. And yet, how many man hours, excuse me, how many people hours, how many people hours has the Senate Intelligence Committee and has the House Intelligence Committee spent on investigating the President of the United States and the phony collusion issue? Moreover, how many people hours has the Senate Intelligence Committee spent investigating this? How many people hours has the House Intelligence Committee spent investigating this? This is an enormous problem for the United States. China, listen to me, China is our enemy. China is our enemy. They are stealing our technology. They are stealing our weapons technology. They are stealing everything they can from us. It's not that this is such a great society that they develop these things on their own. And they're executing our informants. And the best the United States damn Congress can do is investigate the president for a phony issue. Day after day, week after week, month after month. Pretty bad, don't you think? But that's not all we have from the uh, Chinese government, Politico. Now, Politico is a left-wing kook website, except every now and then there's a worthwhile story. I don't know what happens. It slips by the editor, I guess. Just as so much slips by the editor at the Weekly Standard to make it a subpar magazine, in my humble opinion. Case in point, Andrew Ferguson. Nonetheless, back to Politico. How China infiltrated U.S. classrooms. This isn't Politico. Last year, the University of North Carolina at Charlotte made an announcement to great fanfare. The university would soon open a branch of the Confucius Institute. The Chinese government-funded educational institutions that teach Chinese language, culture, and history. Oh, isn't that swell? I can hear all the liberals now. What, are you against culture and history? Because they're so stupid. The Confucius Institute would, quote, help students be better equipped to succeed in an increasingly globalized world, unquote, says Nancy Gutierrez, UNC Charlotte's Dean of the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences, and, quote, broaden the university's outreach and support for language instruction and cultural opportunities in the Charlotte community, according to a press release. Now, by the way, notice our culture sucks. Our culture is not worth having people assimilate into it. Our culture sucks. Meanwhile... The Chinese culture, oh my, it's the greatest. The greatest. All their gulags and, you know, their... And the media in our country, really kind of funny. Media in our country complain about Trump, but they love the Chinese culture, where they round up journalists, by the way. You want to find a real journalist? You go into these genocidal countries, where people are trying to report on what's going on at risk, at grave risk to themselves and their families... You think they're like Brian Stelter, who has about four pizzas a day? Or Andrea Mitchell? I believe the Redskins should move her from the popcorn, uh, what is it, the, the popcorn stand and move her out to the parking lot. A little birdie, I have a great idea on that one. But let's go on. But the Confucius Institute's goals are a little less wholesome and edifying than they sound. And 
This is by the Chinese government's own account, a 2011 speech by a standing member of the Politburo in Beijing laid out the case. Quote, the Confucius Institute is an appealing brand for expanding our culture abroad, said Li Zhengcheng. It has made an important contribution toward improving our soft power. The Confucius brand has a natural attractiveness. Using the excuse, this is a quote, using the excuse of teaching Chinese language, everything looks reasonable and logical. And so the liberals, the progressives in our country, hook, line, and sinker. They go for this crap. They attack America, American history, American culture, American traditions, American institutions. Hey, but look at this. We can expand our wisdom and, and broaden our horizons. And the Chinese government, the Reds, they understand what goes on in our universities and colleges. They can play them like a fiddle. Lee, it now seems, was right to exalt. This is from Politico. More than a decade after they were created, Confucius Institutes have sprouted up at more than 500 college campuses worldwide, with more than 100 of them in the United States, including the George Washington University. Now, the irony there, a university named after George Washington, and the Confucius Institute, the University of Michigan. Doesn't our buddy Larry O'Connor, isn't that his, uh, his favorite school? I think it is. And the University of Iowa, overseen by a branch of the Chinese Military of Education, known colloquially as Hanban. The institutes are part of a broader propaganda initiative that the Chinese government is pumping an estimated $10 billion into annually, and they have only been bolstered by growing interest in China among American college students. What happened to English, history, mathematics? Now we have Confucius says, yet along with their growth have come consistent questions about whether the institutes belong on campuses that profess to promote free inquiry. Really, where is this debate taking place? I don't believe this debate is taking place anywhere. Confucius institutes teach a very particular Beijing-approved version of Chinese culture and history, one that ignores concerns over human rights, for example, and teaches that Taiwan and Tibet indisputably belong to mainland China. Take it from the aforementioned Li, who also said in 2009 that Confucius Institutes are, quote, an important part of China's overseas propaganda setup. Critics also charge the centers have led to a climate of self-censorship on campuses that play host to them. Despite years of these critiques, including a recent outcry at the University of Massachusetts at Boston and the shuttering of Confucius Institutes at two of the nation's top research universities, they're still growing in number in the United States, albeit at a slower clip than a few years ago. Several opened on American campuses last year. And vanishingly, few schools have rethought the institutes and closed. You want to know why? Money, money, and more money. You want to know why else? They agree with them. They're trashing America like a good, tenured university professor or college professor. They're trashing America. Now, Mao's China, which is what this is. Forget about Confucius. Mao's China slaughtered and has slaughtered more human beings than any other government in the history of mankind. More than Stalin, even more than Hitler. This is what amazes me when we have these <clears throat> Marxist organizations marching against our founders as slaveholders while they're promoting Marxism which slaughtered 
in total, 100 million human beings. 100 million human beings. Hey, but we have the Confucius Institute on our campus, and aren't we swell? And uh, when I go into these social circles and go into the faculty lounge, we have this wonderful Confucius Institute. Aren't we broad-minded liberals? Yes, we are. We teach Chinese. uh, We teach uh, Eastern culture. We teach, uh, you know, how America sucks, uh, how America's imperialistic and colonialistic, and the great Chinese government. Now, he says, I contacted half a dozen of these colleges, these Confucius Institutes, and several officials said in interviews that they're not looking back. Now, that's the progressive mindset. We never look back. We don't care about history. We don't care about human experience. We look forward. We only look forward. And what do you look forward to? More of our power and more of our ideology and more of our power and more of our ideology. Coordinate the efforts of overseas and domestic propaganda and further create a favorable international environment for us, Chinese Chinese Minister of Propaganda Liu Yangshan. I have to say it fast because I can't pronounce them. If I say it fast, it sounds like I know what I'm saying. Liu Yangshan uh, exhorted his compatriots in a 2010 People's Daily article. Don't you love these repressive regimes? We're the People's Republic. And you're reading the People's Daily, and if you disagree with us, we will kill you. All right. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, if we don't reverse course, we're going to be overtaken by China. I mean overtaken economically, overtaken militarily, and geopolitically. That's why the protectionists and the isolationists are nuts. China's trying to fill the void. They're trying to fill the void. I'm not talking about being radical interventionists. I'm not talking about surrendering our sovereignty. I'm talking about doing what we need to do from an economic and military standpoint and foreign policy standpoint. It is uh, absolutely reprehensible. And, the, and, and for a Democrat, you know, you have a communist by the name of, you know, I don't candy coat stuff. We know what Bernie Sanders is. He gets 45% of the support of the Democrat primary voter. Now, what does that tell you? And the media are so thrilled that more and more young people are socialists. They think it's a great thing. So the only liberty they want is the liberty to for themselves. They don't believe in the liberty for the rest of us. But uh, China, if we continue on the course wrong, where we only can raise our spending in the military if we raise our spending for the welfare state, which is what Obama started and McConnell agreed to and Boehner agreed to, uh, we're never going to get off this hamster wheel. We're just not going to get off this hamster wheel. And all these debates about, oh, the president this, and you don't like the way he tweets and so forth. China is on the move. Russia's on the move. Our enemies are on the move. When we come back, a really remarkable story about a senior Democratic staffer on Capitol Hill. And how the Democrats in Washington, well, they just love everybody. But not quite. We'll be right back. 
Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. Mr. Producer, you know there's two football games this weekend, correct? And the four teams, open your microphone, please. The four teams, you know what the four teams are? We have, New England, we have the Patriots, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Eagles, your team. Vikings, and the Eagles. Yep. So the Vikings are playing the Eagles in Philadelphia, correct? Yes. And I gave you a new song, didn't I? I have it. I have to uh, get it ready. Can you, can you get that song ready and remind me when you have it ready? Just bear with me, America. First of all, our clip machine is busted, so don't worry. No more clips. Well, we're off to a fast start. Oh, here we go. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now people who hate me are really going to hate me. What are you going to do? Root for New England? Come on now. Get in the spirit. Oh, yeah. I like this song. Do you like this song? It's a good song, right? Even from a Steeler fan like yourself. Just a little bit. Here's the good part. Get ready. Uh Uh-oh. Now I will be in big trouble. All right, you can kill it. Thank you. They're the underdog. They're always the underdog because Carson Wentz is out. But they're tough. My city's tough. My people are tough. But, of course, I'm a citizen of America where all my affiliates are. Never forget that. Well, we're off to a fast start in 2018, aren't we? We're already in the midst of a battle on immigration, DACA, of course, President Trump's Ongoing feud with the left-wing kook media. If you turned into Levin TV recently, we've had unbelievable shows. We always do. Do you know that tomorrow Levin TV show will be our 400th show? 400 show. Where are? Where is everybody? Well, there is a big percentage of you. But where's everybody else? You're going to love it. I wouldn't be doing this for going on two years now if we didn't have an audience. And I want you in my audience, really. I want you in the audience. If you haven't signed up for CRTV yet, you can do a free seven-day trial. I've gone to the boss of bosses, and I said to him, boss of bosses, I want my people to have a free seven-day trial just to check it out. He never answered. I couldn't get him on the phone. But anyway, we got our seven-day trial, and uh, we've got a number of important episodes for you. And one of the episodes we did earlier this week We went into immigration. You heard Anthony, the caller, talk about it. I don't just go into immigration. I mean, I really dig down into the subject. We bring history and philosophy, and we bring it to current events and so forth, and you really ought to check that out. Uh, You probably also already heard CRTV is expanding. We already have great hosts, but we're coming back bigger and better this year. We're adding new shows from hosts like Andrew Wilkow, Ali Stuckey, and more. And the price, do you know the price is less than 8 bucks a month? 
when you use promo code LEVIN, but that's the trick. you got to use promo code LEVIN. By the way, that's me. So go to CRTV.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N, and you can sign up for your free seven-day trial right now. Better yet, better yet, our team is there manning the phones, our professionals who can help you. Uh, we're not the government. We don't shut out. And by the way, call 844-LEVIN-TV. We'll get you set up, 844-LEVIN-TV. Do you know the government is shut down right now? Do you know the checks have stopped tonight? The government, non-essential workers. Why do we have non-essential workers, by the way? Why do we have non-essential workers? But the government is shut down as I speak. The government, the vast majority of it, other than, you know, national security, defense, and so forth, the vast majority of the government, the redistribution wing of the government, which is a very, very big wing, it shuts down. Nine to five and they're gone. Shuts down on the weekend, shuts down on three-day weekends, shuts down on the holidays, shuts down when it snows, shut down when there's a report that it might snow. They're shutting down all the time. Oh, my God, it's shut down right now. What will I do? You'll live. That's what you'll do. Uh, did I tell you about, uh, where am I, Mr. Producer? Are you there? CRTV, so I finished with CRTV. Okay, I got carried away there. There's a story I want to touch on here in the Washington Free Beacon, and it's another media sources too. Senior Democratic staffer, we do not care about anti-Semitism. What's with the Democrats? The number two over there at the DNC, the demilitarized, uh, oh, I mean the Democrat National Committee, the number two is Keith X, a.k.a. Keith Ellison, a.k.a. Farrakhan uh, supporter and admirer. A senior policy advisor to Democratic Senator Patrick Murray, Democrat of Washington, said her office in the United States Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions does, quote, not care about anti-Semitism, unquote, according to two people who attended the meeting. Now, I don't know this firsthand. I'm just reading what's reported in several news outlets. They call this the HELP Committee, by the way. The HELP Committee is currently weighing the nomination of Ken Marcus as Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights at the Department of Education. Marcus has been the target of an aggressive campaign waged by leading anti-Israel groups seeking to derail his nomination. Marcus has worked to combat the boycott, the the, boycott, a dis- what is it? Divestment and Sanctions Movement, BDS, on college campuses, and is the founder of the Louis D. Brandeis Center for Human Rights Under Law, a pro-Israel group, and quite frankly, a fairly liberal group. During a meeting on November 28th with Sarah Ann Stern, a former colleague of Marcus and president of the Endowment for Middle East Truth, or Emmet, a senior advisor to Mary on the HELP Committee told Stern, The committee does not, quote, care about anti-Semitism in this office, unquote. Quote, we don't care about anti-Semitism in this office. We care about transgenders. We care about blacks. We care about Hispanics. We care about gays. We care about lesbians. We care about the disabled. We don't care about anti-Semitism in this office, he said. Stern's aide, Jennifer Deckel, confirmed the comments and said she was taking notes during the meeting. I wonder where little Dick Durbin's going to be on this. 
Because apparently we have assholes in the United States Senate. Stern first addressed the comments revealing that Democratic members are not concerned about the anti-Semitic elements of the campaign against Marcus in an editorial for the Jewish News Service published Tuesday. She provided the full quote to the Washington Free Beacon saying she found the remarks particularly egregious. Eli Zubdick, a spokesman for Senator Mary, questioned the accuracy of the remarks attributed to senior advisors, saying, this is not an accurate quote and certainly doesn't reflect the position of the office. First of all, genius, an office doesn't have a position. A person has a position. Notice he didn't say it doesn't reflect the position of the senator. The senior advisor did not immediately respond to requests for comment by the Free Beacon. This campaign against Marcus is being led by numerous anti-Israel groups, including the Arab American Institute, led by James Zogby. This guy, to me, is quite loathsome. This referred to Israelis as Nazis. The National Students for Justice in Palestine, which has members who have openly celebrated murders of Jews, and Palestinian Legal, which has defended professors who have posted anti-Semitic comments online. Welcome to our universities and colleges. We're being taught about Confucius, the old-fashioned communist way. We're being taught about um, boycotting uh, Israel. And you all are subsidizing it. Hey, look, my kid got into a great Ivy Lake school. Uh, don't celebrate. In her editorial, Stern details Marcus's record on the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. And as the Assistant Secretary of Education for Civil Rights under the George W. Bush administration, where he expressed commitment to, quote, aggressively prosecute harassment, unquote, against students of all religions. That is, students who are harassed of all religions. Stern also noted, under Marcus, the Brandeis Center sent several letters to universities decrying racism against Muslim and African Americans on their campuses. For instance, he wrote to the president of San Diego University in November 2015, denouncing an attack against a Muslim student, saying, while our organization primarily addresses the rights of Jewish college students, we support the right of all students to be free from invidious discrimination. See, this is a smear job against this Marcus. His record doesn't matter. His record doesn't matter. He worked for George W. Bush, and he's Jewish. And you have these organizations that have these nice-sounding names that are going to go after a man like this. But what's particularly appalling is Senator... Patty Murray has not denounced this staffer, nor has she said anything publicly that I'm aware of. I've checked this outlet and other outlets. And uh, the individual in the office, uh, in addition to Sarah Stern, her aide, Jennifer Deckel, Deckel took extensive notes. You know, unlike Dick Durbin in his meeting with Trump, Deckel took extensive notes. Now, for the non-lawyers out there, this is called contemporaneous evidence. That's what it's called. Now, my question is, what is Senator Murray going to do about this? My question is, what is the U.S. Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions, or HELP? What is HELP going to do about this? What is Dick Durbin going to do about this? Cory Booker. Cory Booker, I want you to know, sir, this brings tears to my eyes as a Jew I find this unbelievable that you haven't said a word. Unbelievable that by your silence, it is an act of commission. 
I find it unbelievable that Cory Booker has said nothing whatsoever about this. Where is Cory Booker? Where is Cory Booker? Well, I can only infer that Cory Booker agrees with the comment by the staffer, quote, that they don't care about anti-Semitism in this office. I haven't heard a thing. Just thought I'd tell you. We'll be right back. Lovin. By the way, uh, Trump is colluding more with the Russians here. Reuters, exclusive. Trump accuses Russia of helping North Korea evade sanctions, says U.S. needs more missile defense. I'm sure Putin is thrilled that Trump was elected and not Hillary. And by the way, who is undermining missile defense again under another Republican president? Who's refusing to, to, uh, to appropriate the funds necessary to build up our military in the face of what Russia is doing? The Democrats. So who's colluding with the Democrats? Who do you think Putin prefers? Schumer and Bernie Sanders and little Dick Durbin or Donald Trump? Well, of course, the three stooges he prefers. Wouldn't you if you're Putin? And what happened to all those code pink Republicans jumping up and down for Putin and the Russians? I wish we had a leader like Putin. You out of your mind? Let's see, goals for 2018. Now, I've got them. I've got them. Is this where I am? Yes. But I can only achieve them if I sleep well. And thankfully, I have a Casper mattress. No kidding. And it helps me get a great night's sleep. The Casper mattress has a unique combination of foams that provide the right pressure relief and comfort so you feel perfectly balanced. And thanks to the breathable material, you're guaranteed to sleep coolly. Plus, the mattresses are built to last for years. Basically, since I've gotten my Casper, I've gotten the best sleep ever. So I know 2018 is going to be a great year. Try Casper yourself for 100 nights. That's over three months in your own home. Why would you go to a strip mall, go into a retail shop with big windows for everyone to look in, while you put your head on a mattress and a pillow that 412 people have already put their head on? Ever hear of lice? Anyway, they ship it for free in a compact box. Plus, if you don't love it, you don't have to put it back in the tiny box. They just come and pick it up and refund you everything, no questions asked. Start your ear off right with a guaranteed great night's sleep every night. Take your mattress, lean it up against the wall, and try my Casper. Try yours for 100 nights in your own home with free shipping and returns. Go to casper.com slash mark and use code mark to save $50 on the purchase of select mattresses. I don't know why they did this, but you got to use mark twice. It's casper.com slash mark and then enter code mark to save $50 on the purchase of select mattresses. Terms and conditions apply. So the Democrats are colluding yet again with the Russians by undermining our military, which helps the Russian military. And get a load of this from the Daily Caller, Chuck Ross. FBI agent shared Russia probe information with Christopher Steele. Remember him, the ex-British spy working with the Kremlin? An FBI agent shared the name of former Trump campaign advisor George Patadopoulos with Trump, uh, with Trump dossier author Christopher Steele during a meeting in early October 2016. 
That new bit of information was revealed in a column published Wednesday, today, by Washington Post columnist David Ignatius. Uh Uh-oh, David. You blew it for your side. Ignatius reports that Steele, a former M-16 agent, met with an old FBI contact in Rome around October 1, 2016, to share findings from his investigation into Donald Trump's and the Trump campaign associations with the Russian government. At this meeting, the FBI official asked Steele if he'd ever heard of Papadopoulos, reports Ignatius, who cited an official familiar with the meeting as his source. The former British spy was... Let let me just stop here. The corruption at the top levels of the FBI seems to know no bounds. We have a rogue senior-level force over there at the preeminent federal law enforcement agency. Comey, the leaker, apparently the leaker of classified information. Comey, the cover-up artist. Comey, in my view, who obstructed justice, in my view. McCabe, uh, who was the number two. His lovely wife was running for the state senate. Got over half a million dollars from uh, Hillary's bag man, the ex-governor of uh, Virginia, McAuliffe. And if that's not a humiliating historical fact now in Virginia... Virginia's had such great governors, and now McAuliffe is on the list. They're going to have a bust of McAuliffe, a guy with a bag over his head. Then we have that guy, Stroke, or whatever his name is, too many consonants, whatever it is, who is having an affair and at the same time uh, texting his lovely uh, with a trash mouth talk about the President of the United States. That is Trump, who he uh, unleashed an investigation against and may well have been involved in leaking with her. It appears that Mr. Steele, the ex-spy, the ex-British spy, uh, that the FBI wanted to actually put him on the payroll. I mean, it is horrific what's taking place. And let's not forget Mueller, who used to head the FBI. Uh, Sergeant uh, Clouseau over there. Lots of stuff going on over there. But McCain, John McCain, well, he attacks Trump. See, Trump's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. Not the Democrats, not the leftists, not the media, not the leakers at the top of the FBI, not the CIA guy who uh, who revealed everything to the Chinese and so forth and so on, not the failure to secure the border. No, no, Trump's the problem. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. We will see you right here tomorrow, America. I very much look forward to you. In the meantime, God bless.